So I feel like I have the like five stages of being asked if I'm Jewish by Chabad. And the first one is annoyance. Denial. No, the first one is annoyance. Like you're in my way. I'm trying to go somewhere. The second is like, I think it's anger. Cause it's like, well, how dare you ask what, me how that? Do you, you don't know me. You don't know. You don't would you know even consider me? me Jewish based on what you think is like anger. Then like sh guilt. Cause either I've said no or just walked away. Then shame. Like, why can't I be more comfortable in my own Judaism? And then acceptance. This is Unorthodox, the world's leading Jewish podcast. I'm Mark Oppenheimer here with my co-hosts, Stephanie Butnick. Hello. Hello. And Leah Leibowitz. Simantov the Mazeltov. A very special episode this week. Some of you are immediately going to relate to this. I, I beginning in college, would sometimes be hanging out on a Friday afternoon, maybe walking down a street in New Haven. Still happens to me, happened to me when I lived in New York, happened to me when I lived in Washington, DC. And an obviously ultra-Orthodox Jewish guy with the hat, with the beard, dressed in a black suit, come up to me, usually pretty young, say, excuse me, sir, are you Jewish? Excuse me, are you Jewish? Are you Jewish? No? Okay. Very good, Mike. Right. Yeah, okay. so how, how, how was it, Mark? I broke the seal. Hold on, I want to interview just, Mark. I think that guy's lying. I think, I think, he's, I think he's Jewish. You, you but think just think by the... By, by, just I by think the, the attitude, the, the level the of... Gate. Yeah, I think the right, gate... Sir. Of course, it's New York. It is hard to tell. It is hard to tell. All right. And the first time this happened to me, I had no idea what was going on. And since then, I've learned. These are Lubavitcher Hasidim. The sect is also sometimes known as Chabad, so they are Chabadniks. And their mission is to return lapsed Jews to the fold. So they aren't doing what Mormons do, where they'll knock on any door or Jehovah's Witnesses. They're looking for Jews who aren't religious enough and trying to offer them chances to be more Jewish. I actually don't know that the mission is to return quote-unquote, lost Jews to the fold. I think it's like something more profound than that. It's just to give every Jew an opportunity to connect with Judaism. And and that's why it's so kind of the first time I saw it, even though I'm, you know, coming from Israel, it was like so beautiful and and moving to me. It's like, wow, what a what a great opportunity for a public display of just Jewish pride. Of Jewish affection. In a country that where this thing, unlike Israel, isn't always taken for granted. I think it's safe to say that all non-Orthodox Jews, when they are approached by Lubavitchers, um, have feelings about it. Nobody is neutral. Am I right about this? Like some people think, awesome, they're out doing their thing. Some people feel like they want to run in the other direction, but they really force Jews to confront something. Yeah. Judaism. <laughs> <laughs> Stephanie, when did you first encounter Lubavitchers? I think I first encountered the like, are you Jewish on the street thing when I moved to New York after college. And I hate it. <laughs> I hate it so much. It makes me so uncomfortable. It's different for men and women, honestly, because for men, they they ask you to put on tefillin if you say yes. And if you say yes as a woman, they like give you candles to light for Shabbat, which like, I don't know. I want to I want to be able to do the cool one. But, but anyway, so they'll, <laughs> they'll the candles are the cool one. They'll come up to me and they'll be like, are you Jewish? And sometimes I say no. And then I just feel so bad. And then sometimes I'll, I want to say like, yes, but not in the way that you 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 want me to be or something like that. <laughs> I should say that when they see me, they don't even ask if he's made Jewish. They're, they're like, like they just, hey, hey, Jew, come like here. They lasso you with tefillin. <laughs> yeah, big Jew, come here. They also have that mitzvah tank that rolls up Sixth Avenue blaring Jewish music. <laughs> and even when I see that, I'm like, Guys, don't tell them. Right. Don't let everyone know. <laughs> <laughs> so the three of us uh, decided that we had to, to get to know Chabad a little bit better. I spent some time in, in Venice, Italy. So there you have, you know, thousands of Jewish people coming by and you have it down to an art. As soon as the person says yes, you're already halfway up their sleeve, <laughs> pulling it tight, dropping on their head. You know, I've seen guys, you know, by the way, the person starts walk out. We're not done yet. They keep one wrapping up their arm. One second. 
So this week, Unorthodox goes Orthodox. That's right. Our producer, Shira Telushkin, booked us a playdate with our Hasidic brothers, and we hit the streets of Union Square in New York, scheming and schmoozing with Chabad. We performed mitzvot left, right, and center. We spread the word of the podcast to Jews and Gentiles alike. And where better to start the day than inside the Lubavitcher Mobile Headquarters, the mitzvah tank, a big white Winnebago RV that pimps a giant picture of Rebbe Schneerson on its passenger side. For this, we owe a lot of thanks to Moti Seligson, Director of Public Relations for Chabad. He helped this episode come together. He introduced us to our primary guide for the day, David Margolis, a Chabadnik originally from Boston. That gives you the the, the initial entree because you're, hey, what's up? We're brothers. So Okay, so how do you do it? So, um, I'll tell you, I got a lot of advice because you, like nobody ever actually you know takes you to, no, you don't actually get taught this in school. There's certain things that you learn um, over time, just with experience. So they just send you out there to figure it out? Sure, I mean, you go. I, I, you, you, usually you start, I started going in yeshiva. Oh, I'm sure the first time I went, I was probably nine or 10, um, or maybe even eight. You go in pairs, right? Yeah, you go in pairs generally. And they pair you with like a seasoned 11 year old, 12 year old? So I was a kid, well, there, was, there was somebody else. Uh, no, he was probably, I don't know, 18 and he, okay. he, had, he had experience doing it. Um, and then in yeshiva itself, it's kind of, that becomes part of the schedule. So you have officially Fridays are, are you know, a sh- very short day. So what we do is you, you have that time and it's, uh, it's, you're encouraged to go on time. So I went with somebody who kind of had had this route from the year before. So this is, you know Toronto at all? Bain Bloor, the Bain Bloor area. We saw Pedro Martinez once. <laughs> was he so that Jewish? Was a big deal. Yeah. He was not Jewish. No, no. Um, and he, so he taught, he taught me like certain things. For example, when you ask somebody if they're Jewish, um, let's say he wants to put on tefillin. So then only one person will put the tefillin on with him at, at a time. Like you're not going to start like, you know, one guy's wrapping the hand and the other guy's putting the head because for two part, for two reasons. First of all, it's like people get really freaked out when two people are like on top of them. Second of all, according to Jewish law, two people can't dress one person. So even a baby, oh. you don't want to dress because that's what you do with with a deceased individual. So for men, you ask, you say, do you want to put? They say, you say, are you Jewish? They say yes. Then what? Um, have you had the chance to put on tefillin today? What is tefillin? Oh, it's these boxes of you know prayer boxes. We we uh, we we uh, every Jew uh, Jewish man put them on every morning from the age of bar mitzvah. It'll take one minute, literally. I can do it really fast, and the guy's like, "I'm really in a rush." And I can do the express version, and I will. And I'm actually very. I can wrap filling on somebody else faster than I can on my on, on myself. So, You've done it more. So, Probably, right, yeah, right, well, probably. no, I don't know about that, but... What are you looking for when you go out there? Because you're kind of profiling people, right, in some sense? In some sense, in some sense. Although, if you start like, oh, that person looks Jewish, and I'm only going to start looking, you know, asking people who look Jewish... You've then, already lost. Yeah, because you're not, like, the amount of people that don't look Jewish, that are Jewish, or do look Jewish, and it's really hard to tell. It's, this, is, this is not... It's, so you Even start with your asking, level of experience, you don't feel like you've yeah, got Yeah, no, I think the experience is what, le- what allows you to understand that, that you're not actually going to be able to pick it up. Like, like, you have to ask people in order to... In different, and in different countries, it works differently. So in, I was in Ukraine for a year, and you would ask... You, you, like, it was, it was a hard thing to ask them, are you Jewish? Because the person will say, no, I'm not Jewish. Then if you're able to talk to them more, my mother is Jewish. And, and they're like, well, you, you, know, right. you are Jewish and you have a whole other conversation. Uh, I'm not Jewish. Only my parents and my rabbi are. 
The guys that avert your eyes, their eyes, are Jewish. That I know. Because it seems like you learn a lot about the discomfort. Because I'll say, like, when you, I've seen you guys, and it'll be like, first of all, I'm like in a rush, blah, blah, blah. It's like there's that to contend with, right? People always have a place to go. Sure. But sometimes I'll be like, oh, no, no. Like, I, 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 it probably reveals more about my own feelings about this stuff than right, anything else. Right. So, so you, like, the moment that you will walk off, I would say to my to my uh, partner and say she was Jewish. Look at that Jew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was Jewish for sure. <laughs> so you've now been observing uh, American Jews probably more intimately and intricately than anyone. What are some of your observations? Can you, do you have like a category or categories that you use? Be like, okay, well look, we see some Jews who feel X and then another group of Jews who feel Y. Like, do you kind of have like this, you know, taxonomy internally that you discuss? <laughs> Um, That's a yes. No, I, I mean, I guess it, when, you, when you're doing it regularly, you start breaking people down to the different categories. So you have the person who will say, no, I'm not Jewish, and then come back to you a minute later, yes, I am Jewish. And, <laughs> and, then, and then you have the person, you know, with the guilty, you know, deer in the headlights look. And first of all, all, the, all of that is, is fine. Like, like the, the kind of, part of it is the call to say, hey man, you're Jewish, and people very often in our lives don't have the opportunity even to think about that. So yeah, if, if I just startled them and said, hey, are you Jewish, and they reacted some one way or the other, they're gonna think about the fact that they're Jewish, whatever that implies. The goal of each interaction is to do a mitzvah. It's very, very, it's a very, very simple thing. Like we are having this Jewish experience right now, wherever it is and nobody's expecting anything else afterwards, but there's reason, there's beauty, there's purpose to this moment as, as a Jew expressing my, my, uh, my Jewishness. This is uh, Mordechai Lightstone from Crown Heights, Brooklyn. Um, if I could jump back to the idea about the different types of Jews, I could say I, I grew up in Los Angeles. It's my deep, dark secret that I'm not really a New York Jew. So my first real, you know, experience where I came out for it was Sukkot, so I was with Tefillin, but it was um, during the holiday, uh, and, you know, it's my first time in New York, and I'm with this Chabad rabbi here in Manhattan, and he says, you know, why don't you go with my brother-in-law, we're going to go to a college campus and have people shake Lov and Esrig. And I'm like, great, let's, let's do it. So, you know, we, we go to, you know, Hunter College. He sets up a table, says, you have your love and asterisk? I say, yeah. He says, you have a yarmulke? I say, yeah. He says, you have some Shabbos candles? I say, yeah. He says, okay, I have a class to teach. I'll be back in 90 minutes. <laughs> and here I am, I'm like 14 years old, and I'm standing there, and I'm like, what did I get myself into? <laughs> and I'm this LA kid, and I'm, I'm quiet, and I'm calm, and I'm collected, and I walk over to someone, and I say, you know, excuse me, sir, are you Jewish by any chance? The guy says, I'm Italian. And he just like walks off. <laughs> and like, I'm used to LA where people go, no, I'm so sorry, but you know, <laughs> I, I'm yeah, namaste. I'm really into Kabbalah as well, and you know, I have a bracelet here, and and uh, it was refreshing because you know in Los Angeles you're used to that fakeness and you're used to that superficial level of engagement where everyone smiles, but you know they probably don't really mean it. They're cursing so you, you later like on. like the coldness of the people here. It's not coldness. It's realness. <laughs> it's, it's 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 people being honest with you as opposed to being fake. But yeah, it's 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 a different experience. Is is there an assumption though that you have the answer, right? You figured it out, and you're trying to sort of not save this person to use such not to use such Christian terminology but like you see someone who is probably secular and is the idea that you are sort of trying to get them to see that you that you know the right way to be Jewish 
I'd say nothing of the sort. I mean, it's it's not an act of condescension or looking down at the person or somehow feeling superior to them. It's that we both are really the same. There is no difference. Moses, you, me, whoever it is, you know, uh, Yesel the Ganev, you know, Joseph the Thief, we're all you know, one Jewish people, and it's not that one of us is superior or better to the other of them, uh, the other, it's really what we're trying to do is we're trying to tap in how we are all the same. How do you handle, though, kind of halachically uh, complicated issues? You know, someone comes to you and you say, well, he's married Jewish. Well, you know, uh, my father is. Where do you stand on that? We follow tradition. We follow halacha. It's pretty straightforward. And, but that, that doesn't diminish anybody, and it doesn't mean anyone's less than anyone else. Um, Everyone has their purpose and their and their and their mission in the world, and so you would say just well, thank you, and move along, or would you say, oh, well, I'm sorry, but how's your day? How's your day? <laughs> and then if they said, but well, my dad's Jewish, can I put on to fill in? What do you say? Well, we would have a conversation, and it's not there. There's no cookie cutter answer for anybody. It's really about connecting with another person, and and understanding them, understanding where they're at, and and. Having a conversation. On that note, yeah. go ahead. I would just say that, that there are, I mean, there are worse averas than putting on tefillin with somebody who is not halachically Jewish. So if, if, you're, if you're halfway through putting on tefillin, the guy's like, oh, this is cool, you know, my dad is Jewish. Well, halachically, he's not Jewish, right? There's not, there, you're, you're, you're not, this is not the worst thing in the world. I think a lot of this hinges on the Hasidic understanding of what a mitzvah is. That a mitzvah is related to the Aramaic word safta, which means to connect. That when you do a mitzvah, you're forming a, a bond between yourself, between the person doing the mitzvah, and the Almighty God, the Creator. And that when you do that mitzvah, you're, the two of you are connecting, and that draws down energy and God, godliness into this world through that physical act at that moment in time. And therefore, the way we approach mitzvahs is not that it's some sort of, you know, you know, even like a, a long game or something like that. Each mitzvah is a world to itself. You put on tefillin now. You know, a lady lights Shabbat candles, you know, Friday right before sunset, you know, in the middle of her busy day, it stops. I'm going to do this mitzvah now. You know, you shake a little of an esrug with someone. Whatever it is, that mitzvah you're doing at that moment is a world for itself. What are your tips for us? Yeah. Teach us. You say you say hi, you know, and you kind of try to make eye contact with the person. Then you say, "Excuse me, are you Jewish by any chance?" And they'll go either yes or no. Um, it's, there's a lot of variables that go <laughs> after, <laughs> after this. If it's if it's uh, no, you know, with a with some aggression, they're likely Jewish. And, just uh, working through just, stuff. Yeah, you gotta speak smile. slowly. You gotta speak slowly because a lot of time people don't actually hear what you had to say. Uh -huh. So they'll be like, "What? What? No!" And you know, I don't want to buy um, zippers, whatever. <laughs> so it's you have to, you gotta be enunciate your words and be friendly. And um, there's really not much to it. That's the truth. I'd say two things. You have to know that um, you have to both be very selfless. That this is not about you. It's not about your feelings and your emotions and you know what you're going to accomplish. It's all about the other person. And that you are not caring and doing your own thing. You're connected back to Sinai. You're plugged in to you know the the hyperdrive as it were. And you're going to be going forward. And it, it's basically creating that bridge. You're just a conduit. All right, should we do this? Hey. Let's go do this. 
Tony, so you've all now had your uh, training. Yep. You are where? Where do you want to set up? Well, is there like a thought about like you want to catch as many people? What do you think? You're now. I feel like we're all stalling. Is what's going on. <laughs> what's going on is we're stalling. Why do we find the perfect spot? Excuse me, sir. Are you Jewish? Okay. Oh, okay. Nice meeting you. Have a good day. See, this is this is what I meant about the weather. Like, there's no like hangout. I, I disagree. I think this is a beautiful day. This is this is. We can't blame it on the weather. Got a no. I don't know right there. Excuse me, sir. Are you Jewish? No, I'm not. No? Okay, you can always try. Good luck to you. All right, I'm going to get this guy with the Mets hat. Hello, fellow Mets fan. Excuse me, are you Jewish by any chance? Uh, I wish I was. Well, go Mets. Excuse me, sir. Are you Jewish? But you went to Princeton? Or you just have the hat? <laughs> just as the... But you did go to Princeton, so you're halfway there, man. You're halfway there. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that was a rude Princetonian. It's honestly like I don't feel like Yaley, we're never I, I feel like I think you you hang out in New Haven yeah. too much. Maybe. Where people are just nicer. They are nicer in, in out in the small towns, yeah. How long yeah. is a shift usually? How long are you usually out when you when you go out and do it? In, in the early days they would leave at ten o'clock in the morning and come back in the summer at eight o'clock at night. That was really? like intense. That was like um, a ten hour of this. Yeah. Normally it's uh, Friday afternoon after Shiva gets out. Two hours, you know, three, two, three hours. Three hours, something like that. Right. Four, depends. Oh, Stephanie's gonna do it. Stephanie's gonna do it. Excuse me, hi. Any chance you're Jewish? Are you Jewish? No. Okay, have a great day. What do you say after they say no? Just be like, thank you. Oh, have a great day. Thank you. I hate to, I just don't want to sound disappointed. Excuse me, is either of you Jewish? No? Okay, good luck. It is funny, I like, you can see the fear in some people's, right? Some people are definitely no, they'll like... Make, they'll make eye contact and look away Right, 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 right. Now it could be they're just thinking this is Greenpeace, this is... Like there are a lot of people on New York streets. Mark, do I look like a Greenpeace? <laughs> do you, I do look like Greenpeace. <laughs> Hello, excuse me, sir, are you Jewish by any chance? No, okay. You know, beginning to feel like there's not a lot of us in the world. <laughs> right, right, we're all the Jews. Weird sense that not everyone is then Jewish. we're a minority? It's very strange. <laughs> Excuse me? Sorry, are you Jewish by any chance? No, I'm not. <sighs> I've now gotten seven no's. Now I'm gonna give myself a moment of ruthless candor, which is that guy who walked by, he had a kind of like, he had a, you know, like a tough working class, like he's been around the block look that I don't associate with Jews. He had a tattoo, he's smoking a cigarette, but that guy could have been a Jew, right? Like that guy, that guy could have been like, and he could have been moved if another Jew had said to him, like, are you Jewish? But I'm, I'm, count, I'm reading him out of the Jewish people because he looks like a tough. And then it's like, I also have these feelings like I don't want to offend some, like there was that woman who walked by who looked half Asian and potentially half Jewish, in Manhattan, potentially half Jewish, right? And then I'm thinking like, I don't want to offend her by not thinking she's Jewish. She could be like a serious Jewish. She could be halakhically Jewish. She could be observant. She could be all sorts of things, you know? Excuse me, sir. Are you Jewish by any chance? Hello? 11 now. 11 no's? 11 no's. This is, this is what high school was like. But Do you I want to? No. Excuse me, miss. Side. Are you single by any chance? No. Okay. Hi. Excuse me? Any chance you're Jewish? No. Sorry. Have a great day. I, I said sorry. I said sorry when she wasn't Jewish. No, I'm scared. Too scared. Too scary. She apologized, but she did it. I apologized, but as though I was apologizing because she wasn't Jewish. Like I was apologizing for her. I just saw your hat. I'm like, my mouth is dry. Excuse me, sir. Are you Jewish? No. No? Okay, good luck with that. Got a no? Got a no right there? Excuse me, sir. Are you Jewish? No, I'm not. No? Okay, you can always try. Good luck to you. 
Excuse me, sir? Hello, are either of you Jewish by any chance? Would you like to put on tefillin today? Only takes a minute. Okay. You sure? Well, thank you. I need good... Liel, any successes? Yes, right? Got a yes. I gotta, I'm Jewish, but Does I have... Does that count? And I'm Jewish, but no, to, it just well, only counts if it's the full deal. Well, make it this way. You had a Jew who, in the middle of the streets of New York City, was proud to say yes. At this point in the day, we were starting to find a new appreciation for our Lubavitcher friends. This is not easy work, let me tell you. So, we're going to jump to something we're a little better at, namely doing some advertisements. And after the break, Unorthodox performs a mitzvah. Stick around. Broadway comes to the 14th Street Y on Tuesday, May 21st. Join us at 7 p.m. for a conversation with cast members from Prayer for the French Republic, the Tony Award-nominated Best Play. Tony nominee Betsy Adam and fellow cast members Francis Benhamu, Ethan Haberfield, and Ari Brand will take part in a lively discussion moderated by the New York Times' Mark Tracy. They'll talk about the play's themes of Jewish identity, French culture, and Zionism in times of rising anti-Semitism. This event is part of 14Y's spring season of Jewish culture. As a Jewish community center, 14Y offers a variety of opportunities for people to discover, explore, and connect with Jewish life. Visit 14streetwide.org to learn more and purchase tickets to Broadway at 14Y. Hey, J.Crew, it is time for some pod biz. Tonight, May 16th, I will be moderating a Zoom conversation with Rabbi Sharon Brous and Shai Held about each of their new books. That's at 6 p.m. Eastern and the final event in my Unpacking the Book series with the Jewish Book Council and the Jewish Museum. This one's on Zoom, so no matter where you are, I hope you can make it. And tonight is actually a doubleheader for me. If you're in the New York area, I'll be at the Marlene Meyerson JCC Manhattan at 7.30 tonight in conversation with Israeli rapper and singer Jimbo J. He'll be performing and there will be delicious Israeli food from Chef Mushka, who made the famous Horosets at our Passover pop-up. You can find links to register for both of those events at tabletmag.com slash unorthodoxlive. We also have some great events coming up for Tablet members in person and on Zoom. On May 16th, Catherine Wolf will be in conversation with Jews who refuse to back down against hostile crowds in various arenas, from municipal buildings, school board meetings, and of course, college campuses. She'll be talking with Club Z's Masha Merkalova, Safe CUNY's Avraham Goldstein, Attorney John Kovac, Mel Waldorf, Steve Goldberg, and UNC Chapel Hill student Daniel Stumpel. Also coming up, a warm and intimate Zoom for those who have lost friendships since October 7th. That's on May 21st and will be a great chance to connect and meet new people. And on May 30th, an in-person tablet meetup in Washington, D.C., hosted by Tablet's executive editor Wayne Hoffman and Catherine Wolf. That'll be at Charbar at 6 p.m. You can become a Tablet member at tabletm.ag uomember and get more information about all of these events. Okay, back to the show. Excuse me, hi. So sorry to bother you. Any chance you're Jewish? Yes. Do you want you have a second to leave for lunch meeting? Okay, we'll have fun. Enjoy. You look hungry. Not so scary. <laughs> this is just like rejection on all sides, like opening up myself to the possibility. Isn't it great? Doesn't it feel amazing? Yes. Welcome back to Unorthodox. Now, as Liel and I faced rejection upon rejection, the burden fell onto the podcast's better third to pick up some of the slack. Stephanie! It's on you now, sister. And wouldn't you know that Stephanie, who had been Madam Skeptical at the outset, turned out to be a real pro at this. 
I like that Stephanie is emerging as the champion of this enterprise. And her aversion to confrontation was challenged when she ran into someone she knew. Someone who didn't want to be identified, but who wanted to make certain that we weren't trying to cast Chabad in a negative light. It's not live, but like we won't say your name or anything. What are you looking for someone to talk about? Well, just like what it means to be stopped in the street and asked if you're Jewish and if that if that's something. Can, I, can we record you without saying who you are? I think about what I'm saying. Okay. First. But basically, like, when I when these guys ask me if I'm Jewish, sometimes I'll be like, run by, which people now do to me. Right, and, you know, Sorry, thank you. maybe it reflects my discomfort with something. No, it's not this. But that's the but thing. You, are you, are you, you, said are you trying yes. to get the negative angle? You're no, trying no, to get no, the positive no, 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 angle. no. No, I'm just projecting. But you said. Why are yeah. you projecting that it makes someone uncomfortable? It, it makes someone feel, makes feel welcome. It makes someone feel belong. It so makes we, someone feel special. So you, you're like going back to work and you're like, I, it's actually it's like a really nice thing to stop and do this. Absolutely. Like take this moment for yourself, basically. 100%. I but like if that. you're going to record me, take a whole sentence. Don't, don't, don't take me in the middle. Well, we'll get you and then we'll, we'll put you in with sentences. But if you want to be recorded, then. No, I don't want to be taken out of context if the magazine is trying to put it in a bad light. Oh, no, 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 You mean we come here with a I don't think, I mean... Stop to journalism? No. I'll be very upset if this is put in a bad light. <laughs> no, we're just saying, like... What we will is not like? do this again. No, it's hard to stand here and ask and to bother... Like, it's... It's hard. It's, it's a it's hard thing to stand hard. out It's not hard. It's very easy, actually. I, I saw the Chabad truck from two blocks away, and I was walking in this direction for that reason. So actually having the truck here actually is a is, is like a magnet that brings people closer. Have you ever been in the truck we went in? I've been in the really truck many nice. times. I, I was at the truck over uh, Purim and the one guy read the whole Megillah just for me. And he gave me Shloach Manot and uh, we stayed at Lachaim and everything. We did all the mitzvahs and it was just for me. I said, why don't we wait for more people to come by? I'm sure we can get a cry. He said, no, I'm doing it just for you. That is so nice. Yeah, these so guys the best. definitely... This is why people come from all over the world to New York. I have friends from Europe that have left their homes, left their families, and they either go to Israel or they come to New York. They come to New York because of the Jewish presence. They come to New York because we have so many magnets of light, magnets of strength, so many Chabadniks, so many people that are reaching out, doing Kiruv, making people feel warm, making people feel welcome. And I think they should continue what they're doing. Kola kavod, hatzlacha, and thank you for stopping me. And then, finally, a mitzvah. Excuse me, hi. Any chance you're Jewish? Um, why? It, it's okay. Either way. Um, that sounds like a yes. It sounds like a yes. <laughs> I was uncomfortable, too, when I first got asked. But um, I'm here. I host a podcast. It's called Unorthodox. And we're hanging out with the Chabad guys because they ask people if they're Jewish all the time. Cool. And I'm trying to get better at it. Huh. So how did you feel when I asked you? Um, a little caught off guard. <laughs> um, just unexpected. Because mm-hmm. usually I might like lie about it and run away and then feel guilty after. So mm-hmm. thank you for stopping. Can I give you, what do I do now? Can I give you these candles? Oh, Shabbat all right. Candles. Sure, I will take them. It's a mitzvah to light Shabbat candles, I'm told. Excellent. Well, thank you. What's your name? I'm Allison. Allison, you're really nice. <laughs> Most people out here are not nice. I'm from the Midwest, so that's probably <laughs> where are you from? Uh, Columbus, Ohio. Well, I'm glad we caught you while you're here. Yeah, me too. Thank you. So are you just going around finding we're, people yes. who are Jewish? No, we just you have to ask everyone because you never know. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And then hand out. I want to give you some stickers, candles. but Mark has all the stickers. <laughs> Go in his pockets. Do not leave without a sticker. Okay, I'll take a sticker. You're so nice. Right. Oh, this is so scary. We'll this eventually what are you doing for the rest of the day? I am, I'm actually going back to the Upper West Side, but okay. I was just in Brooklyn and I walked over the Brooklyn Bridge. Oh my God, this is a big um, day. <laughs> it, it is a big day.
day. Yeah, I have a pretty free day, so I'm just kind of walking up Manhattan, seeing how far I can go from I here. So are you gonna go all the way to the Upper West Side? I might try. I think you could. You could yeah. just go up, what would be? These are for you. Ooh, oh, do you want some, do you want a weekly reader? Sure, thank you, I will take it. I always love free stuff. Yeah, that's, I guess we, we, we like position it as swag. Look at all this yeah. Jewish swag you're getting. The Jewish swag. Oh yeah, I like that. Oh, there we go, and it's a bagel. So if you're ever interested in a podcast, we are a weekly podcast. Okay, also, great. Judaism, larger. We're promoting both things, I guess. That's awesome. Uh, I will check it out. Very cool. Well, I'll let you continue okay. to ask thank around. Thank you so much. Of course, thank you. It's a pleasure talking to you. you and enjoy too. those candles. Yes, thank you. Have a good trip. Have a good trip. Have a good trip. Like we give Stephanie <laughs> a round of applause. You guys, I can't oh, hey. a live one. Look at this. Do you not want to sit until Miles is so round yourself. I'm so proud of you right now. Because she was from the Midwest. And she's just visiting. Amazing. I don't remember which of the 613 commandments talks about giving directions to the tourist, but this was definitely a mitzvah too. Well, if you're looking for... Oh, it's on Houston Street. Yeah, and how do we get there? So this woman, Liel, Liel. So she's not Jewish, but she wants to go to famous deli Katz's. So how can we get her to Houston Street? What is the best way for her to get to Katz's? Oh, wow. Stephanie? But actually, the only Muslim the best way to Katz's. That. What? What are we doing? She's not Jewish, but she wants to get to Katz's Deli. Yes. Oh, for the pastrami. So we want to go there for the famous pastrami sandwich. Where are you guys from? It's Wolf, Germany. Wow. wow, that's famous. Yes. Okay, so you, I guess you could take Hats Daily's famous. Yeah, if you just go straight down, you'll hit Houston. And no, then, then we don't want to walk. Okay, so Can then we take the subway? subway. You could take. You want to get to the F. You want to get to. Ooh. Is it South Deutschland? The the four five six. Just take that. Right. How long? And then walk. So we take the four five six. Excellent. Excellent. Or or the NR. Any of these trains. To uh to Houston Street. Right. And then when you get off, you just walk east. You just make a left, and probably four blocks. Ah, thank you. Yes. We are starving. Bon appetit. Make sure when you order, you hold out a dollar because you'll get extra stuff on your sandwich. Is that right? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They want to show right. the tip because there's a tip thing. Oh make yeah, sure we that, always tip. Yeah. No, no, no. But make sure they see it. And yeah. don't get the lean. Don't do that to yourself. Eat, eat, eat. Enjoy. Auf Wiedersehen. Guys, all we could do is find Germans who would talk to us. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's, 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 that's the most unbelievable. Want to go to If today was an addition for Shluchim and training, uh, I assume I'm not hired at all. Uh, but how did we do? Did, did, are we? You give us constructive feedback. <laughs> okay, so so Mordecai wants to say something. Yeah, I'm gonna, I see. I'm going to chime in real quickly. First of all, ultimately, right? This is about everyone. You know, your own, your own work, your own connection with God and doing your, your little part on behalf of the Jewish people and trying to help someone else and be there for someone else, right? And everyone has their role to play in that, no matter what your talents are. And if it's in one area, that's your place. If it's somewhere else, that's your place. So um, I'm going to leave it at that.
I just say more than that. There's a, a story that the uh, Lubavitcher Rebbe once said publicly. There were students who went Shocking. out. Shocking. You have a relevant story from the Lubavitcher Rebbe? It happens. What are the know, odds? I don't know what I mean. It's just one of those things. Um, that there were these two uh, students went out for the summer to put film on people, to meet people, speak to them. And they came back and they were crestfallen because they hadn't found anyone to speak to. It was in some remote town somewhere in the south. And there was no one. And they came back and they felt like failures. So the Rebbe said that you don't know. There happened to be there was a person who was standing at nearby, looking out the window, and saw the two of you walking down the street with tzitzis, with the amalkas on your head, with hats, whatever it was, and that... Thought of the old, thought of the old home. Exactly. The, sorry. <laughs> I thought you were going to skip the line. Yeah. <laughs> and thought, thought of the old home, remembered his grandparents, remembered his grandmother waking him up and having him say Moda'ani and Shema, these basic Jewish prayers, and for that moment, that person stood there and said, those words again said, you know, the, the, the Shema again and relived that moment, had that moment of connection. So the effect that, you know, having all three of you guys walking around, you know, as proud Jews, yarmulkes, Shabbat candles, and all those different things, walking over and saying, you know, uh, are you Jewish? And then putting yourself in that place, the effect you have is profound and eternal and internal and all those great things. So as far as I'm concerned, you guys passed the flying color. That was really an amazing day. I think we learned a lot about each other. I think we learned a lot about the Lubavitchers. And I think we learned uh, more than a little bit about New Yorkers and our fellow Jews. Do you think that like maybe we're doing, what is it, shluchim? Is that how you say it? Like maybe that's what we're doing with this podcast in like a very, I think secular is the wrong word. Like cultural. cultural yeah. Like we're cultural shluchim on this podcast. Totally. I mean, I've had, we've gotten mail to that effect that says like you guys are Chabad, you're doing what Chabad's trying to do, but you're doing it in, in a non-orthodox way, an unorthodox and, way. And you don't have to be Jewish. We don't ask you if you're Jewish. <laughs> no, you know, I, I have endless, endless respect for Chabad, but I think the essence of, of what we do, which is so inspired by what they do, uh, is really just this idea to say like, hey, look, everyone's welcome here. We just want to have this conversation about being Jewish. But it's not just that. It's it's also like to just not have any complications about the, the, even the question, like, excuse me, are you Jewish? Is like so strange to me. It's like, what else could I be? Like, you know, it's like, excuse me, sir, are you a carbon based life form? It's like, yes. And I think that's why when people go to Israel, it, it's it's shocking, really. And it's sort of, I don't know. To this moment, when my kids discovered that someone isn't Jewish, they're like, by which I don't just mean friends. I mean, I mean, like celebrities and stuff like this. Like, oh, they're not. That's possible. There are. As my kids always say around Christmas time when they see the trees on top of the cars, Dad, there are Christians everywhere. <laughs> Christians. <laughs> Christians are just like us. Mazel tovs. Liel, who you got? I think we should extend a collective mazel tov, right? To all the fine people who are so patient with us and welcomed us onto the mitzvah tank, right? To Dovid, to Mordechai, to Moti, to Zalman, and to Max. Um, thank you, guys. Absolutely. Well, Stephanie, you, anyone you want to add to that? I want to thank Shira Talishkin, our producer, who just really got us all like, we have a lot of different schedules. They have a lot of different schedules. You know, like that Mitzvah Tank's got to be places. Um, and she she really just made this all happen. And I really appreciate it. Okay, my Mazel Tov this week goes to Plus Pool. This is Plus Pool, P-L-U-S-P-O-O-L dot org. It's this New York City organization that has a couple things in mind. The first is they're trying to build this extraordinary like floating pool that would be in New York Harbor that would allow people to swim 
off the coast of the island of Manhattan, but the pool would also clean the water while it worked. It, you just have to go to their website and see this thing they're trying to accomplish. The other thing they're doing is they're teaming up with the New York City Housing Authority to give free swim lessons to kids who don't know how to swim. And they're just generally like pro swimming for everybody. They are the nonprofit that thinks everybody should be swimming all summer. And I've gotten really much more into swimming uh, the past couple of years. And I just think that Plus Pool, they get a huge hearty mazel tov for the work, especially the work that they're doing with the New York City Housing Authority. So check them out at pluspool.org. All right. Well, before we get to the credits, and I know you guys love the credits. I know you listen to them because you write to us about them. I got four quick things I want to say. The first is a super big thanks to Chabad. They're at Chabad.org. They were super helpful in, in setting this all up, and we couldn't have done it without them. They are they, they were just terrific. The second thing is, if you want this show, these more expensive to produce shows, shows like them, the ones that go outside the box, outside the studio, shall we say, please give at tabletmag.com slash donate. And remember, for this little competition we have going amongst the three of us, Put in the notes section who your favorite host is, Mark, Liel, or Stephanie. Look, just give something. Decide what we're worth per episode. Multiply it times about 45 for the year and give that at tabletmag.com slash donate. If you want more of us, come see the live show. July 18th at the JCC of Manhattan. Go to jccmanhattan.org and get yourself a ticket. If you've never been, it really is pretty fun. Treat yourself. And the final thing is, don't ever miss an episode. A lot of our listeners haven't subscribed yet. They sort of download when they think of it. Go to iTunes or Stitcher or whatever. Use your phone app and subscribe because we don't want to miss you and you don't want to miss us. Unorthodox brought to you by Tablet Magazine on the web at tabletmag.com. Write to us at unorthodox at tabletmag.com or leave us a voicemail, 914-570-4869. Sir, do you listen to podcasts? Sorry? Do you listen to podcasts? You must. Okay. You should listen to the podcast Unorthodox. It's the number one Jewish-themed podcast on iTunes. But it's for non-Jews also. To book us, email producer Josh Cross, that's J Cross with a K, at tabletmag.com. You can book all three of us, or me, or Stephanie, or Liel, for a speech, talk, whatever. Okay, do you want to listen to this really cool podcast? Sure. It's called Unorthodox. It's Jewish, but you don't have to be Jewish to listen. Um, it's cool. Okay. All right. What are you guys doing? You need to wear and carry unorthodox. Hit up bit.ly slash unortho shirt for the latest in unorthodox tees, mugs, hoodies, and stickers to put on yourself and on your coffee. It's a Jewish podcast. Super cool. These are bagel stickers. Come on. Follow us Instagram at unorthodox podcast and on Twitter at unorthodox underscore pod. Stephanie's on Instagram at S Butnick. Join the Facebook group. You won't regret it. It's funny. It's it's like, it's it's we basically make fun of our people. She's our market. Yeah. She just doesn't know it yet. Yeah. Our show is produced by Josh Cross and Shira Telushkin and edited by Noah Levinson with artwork by Esther Werdiger, music by Golem. Those guys. <laughs> I walked too far. They're like, okay, we're done. Rabbinic supervision this week by Rabbi Bernard Gerson, retiring from Rodef Sholem in Denver after 25 years. They're going to miss you, Bernie. If you think your rabbi should be selected for rabbinic supervision, write to me at moppenheimer at tabletmag.com. Do you listen to podcasts? No? Really? I just don't believe that. Everyone listens to podcasts. And we recorded Argo Studios, but this week in Union Square, which, remember, was named for the American labor movement. We're proud to be part of the Panoply Network. Shalom, friends. Who are these liars who are like, no, I don't listen to podcasts? Yeah, I'm a 23-year-old college and I don't listen to podcasts. Liar. 